0: Uh, We're going to start today our series, What's So Amazing About Grace? So if you've got your Bible, uh, why don't you turn to 2 Peter, chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 17 and 18. So that's in the New Testament, towards the back of the Bible, uh, 2 Peter, uh, chapter 3, verse 18. Uh, I've got one here, so I'm going to read it. It says this, Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forevermore. Amen. Okay, well, we're starting today our series called uh, What's So Amazing About Grace, we'll be looking at this for some uh, weeks, and these verses here uh, get us started on that journey. Written by Peter, one of Jesus' original uh, 12 disciples, one of the closest disciples, and at the point of writing this letter, he's coming near to the end of his life, and he's writing to people that he knows, he calls them dear friends, he's writing to people that he cares about, to remind them of what they already knew. He's not writing to them to give them some new information, uh, spelling something out for the first time. He's writing to them to, to remind them of stuff that they already, uh, they already knew about Jesus, about the truth, about God's grace. And the chances are, if you've been walking with Jesus for any time at all in your life... Um, I'm not going to tell you anything new today. I'm going to remind you of what you already know. And that's the most important thing, really, in times of trouble or hardship or crisis or comfort and so on. This is really important for us to to remember uh, the grace of God. For others, you might be watching, and this is all a bit new to you, um, the Christian faith, full stop. And uh, the, for you, the message of grace, it might be a, a forgotten word, a forgotten message, really. Uh, you might think, well, grace, isn't that someone's name? I know someone called grace. Uh, you might vaguely be aware of the hymn, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Or Grace may be the, the prayer that an elderly relative used to say at the beginning of a meal time, just a, a way of quickly uh, saying thanks for this food, grace. Uh, now, today in the world, there are so many more examples of of disgrace or what one christian writer uh, once called ungrace we can be more familiar with disgrace or ungrace the world seems to live by a motto that you get what you deserve and you deserve what you get and if you do bad if you if you get what you deserve in that sense then you're left with the consequences and perhaps there's there's little hope of ever things uh, of things ever changing now peter knows that Jesus is not like that. He didn't trade in disgrace or ungrace. He wasn't just giving people what they deserved. He was showing the amazing kindness and generosity and favour and patience and goodness. I could just keep going on, but he shows the goodness and favour and grace of God. Um, just in his own life, that was obvious. Just thinking about who Peter was for, for a moment by way of introduction. Peter knew. Peter knew. in his own life he didn't deserve to be picked out by jesus for any kind of special treatment or special attention he's just a fisherman uh later on in the bible in the book of acts uh, some people remark and just say of him that he was ordinary peter's just an he's just an ordinary man there's nothing remarkable about him there's nothing special about him in that sense um he was just an ordinary bloke he didn't deserve for god to pick him out in some special way but that's what god does by His grace, He comes to ordinary people and picks them out and says, "I want to know You. I want to be in relationship with with You. Come and know Me." That's what Jesus is like. Uh, and in spending time with Jesus, Peter uh, would frequently misunderstand what He was teaching. He would, you know, if there was the if there was a stick. To get hold of you could guarantee that that somehow peter would grab the wrong end he was that kind of guy he was always speaking up but typically kind of getting it wrong and jesus uh, the, the most important point in jesus whole ministry as he was being arrested and tried um before being executed that was the time when peter completely failed him um, he'd said boldly, you know, even if all fall away from you, I will not. So he was very confident. He was very sure of himself, but he went on to disown Jesus three times. He said, I, I never knew the man. I've got nothing to do with him. He would say at Jesus darkest point. You know, you can imagine that if, if, uh, if Jesus, if Peter was sat down, um, with, uh, you know, a line manager being appraised, Being asked the question, looking back over the past 12 months, Peter, how do you think you've done? You know, at that point, he's pretty clear. Oh, I've blown it, really. I've totally messed up. And if it was just some typical appraisal uh, in the world, uh, then a line manager would just be nodding along saying, yeah, well, I'd love to give you more responsibility, Peter, but I'm afraid I just can't. Uh, You've blown it. If you could improve in a few ways, if you could improve in a a few areas, then maybe in 12 months time, I might have significant plans for you. But until then, really, you are just making up the numbers or even worse. That's not what Jesus is like. Jesus took him back. Jesus loved him. Jesus forgave him. And he didn't wait for 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 lots of impressive work. He said, I've I've got a plan and purpose for you. I'm going to use you. Um, That's what God's like. his grace now we're considering that question what is so amazing about grace and this passage today in 2 Peter can help us in a couple of ways we'll look at it in two halves if you like firstly the grace of God gives us as believers following Jesus the grace of God gives us firstly a secure uh, position You see that phrase at the end of verse 17 a secure position or a stable position so much in the world right now is unstable is insecure is uncertain i mean that's true in the whole world uh, economically and politically and in terms of health right across uh, right across our nation uh, everything's uncertain uh, that might be right the case for you right now. Personally, everything's uncertain. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You're not sure now how you're even going to make ends meet. It's a pretty uncertain and desperate time. Now, in life, when things are unstable and uncertain and a bit frightening, what Peter wants to do is remind us of the secure position that the grace of God brings us into. Now you might be thinking how does that really uh, work? Let me just illustrate for a moment. Imagine uh imagine I'm going climbing. I'm going with a friend that uh, a friend who's got lots of experience, who's got all the expertise, all the qualifications, knows exactly what he's doing. Let's I don't know for the sake of this illustration, let's give him the name John. I'm going climbing with John and John's an amazing climber. Honestly, I'm not. I haven't done very much climbing. I'm not really in fantastic shape. I've got very little experience. Uh, But John's mission is to help me to get to the top of this climb. Like I say, he's brought all the equipment. He's chosen the route, and he's going to lead the way. So I watch as he goes up. He climbs up in front of me, and he gets to the top nice and secure. Simple for him. Well, he's achieved it. He's done brilliantly. He's got to the top, and, and now he's letting the rope back down. And from his secure position he is encouraging me to follow up now i'm a bit timid at times i'm not quite certain how to do it but up i go i follow his instructions now sometimes i'm there and i'm i'm getting a bit shaky i'm a little bit uncertain but if i listen to him every time he's giving me helpful instructions and all the time i'm secured because i'm attached with a big harness on i'm attached to a rope uh, that rope is long enough, and it's strong enough, and it's secured at the top. So, whether I'm shaking like a leaf or not, whether I'm feeling very confident or not, I'm in a secure position because that guy's gone ahead of me. He's made it secure. He's opened up the uh, opened up the way for me. In our relationship with Jesus, it's very much like that. That He's gone. Uh, he's gone ahead of us. Let me just read uh, from from one of the Psalms. Uh, this is Psalm uh, 24, um, if I can find it myself. I'm just reading a couple of verses from verse uh, 3. Psalm 24, uh, verse 3, asks this question. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to an idol. Now, if I was trying to ascend just by my own efforts, uh, by my own standing, then I'll never achieve it because I don't have clean hands. My heart isn't 100% uh, pure. There will be ways in my life where I've lifted up my soul uh, to an idol or, or, or sworn by what is false. But there is one who's gone ahead and he's done all things well, and his name is Jesus. He is the one with clean hands, a pure heart. He has done everything that pleases God. He's gone up uh, ahead of us and he's in a completely secure position in glory in heaven and he's going to come again one day. That's the message that Peter's bringing out as well. Jesus is coming back uh, because he's gone ahead of us. Um, So even now in life, personally, whilst our performance might waver from time to time, um, God is holding us secure. Just go ahead to uh, Psalm Uh, 94, a few pages further on, Psalm 94 and verse 17 says this, Unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. When I said, my foot is slipping, your love, O Lord, supported me. Now, we might be on the rock face, as it were, trying to do life pleasing God uh, and sometimes feeling confident and strong. And sometimes it's like, oh, my my foot is slipping, um, maybe by something we've said or something we've thought or something that's deep inside or something that's really obvious. We're 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 a bit weak. We've maybe messed up here or there. We're not clear and confident, but but we're uh, we're held by God's tremendous love. So when our foot slips, he's holding us all the time. Um, We're brought into a secure position by God's grace. Now you might think, well, why then the warning? Why does this passage give uh, a bit of a warning? It says, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawful men and fall. Well, it doesn't sound so secure uh, if we might fall. And sometimes you might hear uh, that expression, a fall from grace typically be it a hollywood star or a sports star or some political figure they've been in some really high position maybe seen as very powerful secure they're admired by people they're respected but they fall from grace they do something they abuse a position of power they hurt other people uh, they demonstrate really horrible self-centeredness in some way and in the eyes of the world, they come crashing down. There's a there's an abuse of power. We might think then, well, might I fall in that kind of way? Might might I do something so horrible that God just lets me go? He doesn't support me anymore. He doesn't hold me with his love. He allows me to smash to the bottom. That's, that's not what the Bible means when it's talking about a fall from grace. If you like, we've all fallen short. We're all in that place. We've all done yucky things and sinful things uh, but by believing in Jesus we're held by his love and we're lifted up to where he is no it's not about um being like going from hero to zero by by some gross abuse of power or something that's not what a fall of grace is falling from grace is about those who started out trusting Jesus but then after a while just choose in some way to trust in themselves to trust in their own efforts to trust in their own work it's like climbing and yet deciding for some reason as daft as it sounds I'm, I'm gonna cut the rope that is keeping me secured I'm gonna cut that and just go by myself no longer trusting in Jesus no longer fixing on what he's done for me no longer fixing my eyes on on who uh, who he is that's a fall from grace and it's a step none of us ever need take if we put our trust uh, in him. Let's let's remember the secure position that God's grace uh, brings us into. And uh, and secondly, let's not just remember the secure position we're in, but let's also reckon by God's grace that we're going to grow. We're going to grow uh, in God. This is the, the positive flip side that Peter turns to. In verse 18, he says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. You know, in the situation that we're in right now, this is a time for growing. This is not just about getting through. Uh, this is about growing in God. Even if we find ourselves in hard times and trouble, now is a time, especially now, uh, to reckon that we're going to be growing in God. Now, growth can be uh, gradual, uh, not instant. Sometimes uh, hard work can be involved. But God's aim is to help us to grow. It's not just to uh, help us avoid falling into some sin, it's to help us to grow to be more like Jesus. And he's He's in the process of lifting us up uh, to him. Now, this is what the whole uh, series will be uh, over these next few weeks as we consider the question, uh, what's so amazing about grace? Uh, we're going to, in effect, be considering that every week. How do we grow in grace? I'm just going to point out a few ways some practical ways for us to be growing in grace you know the verse talks about growing in grace and the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ so firstly how are we going to grow in grace let's focus on jesus let's fix our mind let's fix our thoughts on him when you're tempted to just consider your own performance to consider maybe what you've done well and what you haven't done well Uh, if you're feeling anxious or upset focus on jesus remember who he is remember what he's done remember the difference that he's made in your life and what he's doing for you right now find scripture that will help encourage you about who jesus is and also then who he's made you to be find god's word that will help you fix your mind on him by remembering the secure position that he's brought you into Uh, dwell on that some more focus on jesus don't focus on yourself so much don't focus on your own performance um focus on him secondly give thanks for god's work in your life do this deliberately do it relentlessly keep doing it i'm going to say set you a a, a task, set you a challenge, literally write a list of everything in your life that shows the kindness and grace of God, God's goodness and generosity to you. Write it down, take some time, set some time aside, write yourself a list. You might think I've only got a few things but keep thinking about it keep pressing in keep asking yourself what am i grateful for right now what has god done in my life what am i thankful for right now and then don't just write a list speak it out praise him for it make a move to gratitude let that be the direction that your your heart your whole being is going towards right now i'm going to give thanks to god right now thirdly See suffering and hardship as an opportunity to depend on God and trust that he will support you and he will, uh, he will help you. you know, Peter writes in, in another letter in, uh, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, he says, Dear friends, again, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you now we might think a lot of strange things are happening at the moment but do not be surprised at the painful trial you're suffering as though something strange were happening to you but rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed maybe right now you don't feel overjoyed life feels tough it feels hard um well Let's make it our practice to to rejoice that we're able to participate in the sufferings of Christ. There will come a time uh, when we will be overjoyed again. But right now we can still draw near to God. We can still draw near uh, to Jesus. We can learn lessons of really depending on him and trusting in him. So let's see suffering. Let's see hardship as an opportunity to learn how to depend on God. When we're desperate, when we're uncertain, and and fourth and finally for now, how are we going to grow in God at this time? Let's talk to God about. Everything. Let's bring everything before him, everything we're thinking, everything we're feeling, every uncertainty, as well as every every reason for Thanksgiving. Let's talk to God about everything right in the middle of a challenge, right in the middle of your best day and right in the middle of your worst day. Uh, talk to God. Tell him. It, it, one, uh, one Peter, chapter five uh, and verse seven says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you now don't miss out the other steps i've suggested you know cast all your thanksgiving onto him as well you know practice giving thanks to god in absolutely every situation but also be real Cast your anxiety on Cast your concern on him. But do that in a way that's reminding yourself that you can trust God, that you do believe in him and that he is with you. Let's remind ourselves we're in a real relationship with God. God is not some concept. Uh, he's not just some idea uh, or some thought. He is a real God, a real spiritual vibrantly alive and active god and he's with us right now cast all your anxiety on him draw near to him in every moment and every opportunity let's cultivate our relationship with with him you might think i don't know if i'm growing that much at the moment well in real life like i say growth can be quite gradual it's actually over a period it's only over a period of time Uh, that it becomes more obvious. And maybe it'll become obvious because in months to come, when we get back together, there'll be other people saying, you've grown, you've grown in God. There's something about how you are and what you're communicating that shows you've really grown in God. Let's be a people growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. See you soon.